Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. He was a brilliant thinker and also a brilliant strategist. And he was way ahead of his time in terms of perspective and uh, perspective of justice and equality for all people. His courage and his willingness to, to stand for a righteous cause has inspired me most of my, my adult life. In frustration, he once said this of the church in his times. He said the church has become too nominal. Nominal, we know, means in name only. It was, it was a church that was scared. It was church in name only. No action, just, just words. And he couldn't get the leaders in his, his time, the leaders of the church in his time, to rise in peaceful protest, as certainly was called for, they were intimidated, too intimidated to make a stand. He said this, and I paraphrase, perhaps I must lift my eyes to the true church, the ecclesia, and its standing remnant who will not be silent, a true ecclesia that decrees justice and equality is where my hope must now lie. He understood the call of a true ecclesia some 50 years ago. That's why I say it, he was way ahead of his time. He was right then, and he is right still today. The real church must stand for what is right, it must stand for what is true. It must stand for what is just without any compromise. Dr. King also spoke these poignant words when he was facing jail for his stand for freedom. He said, there comes a time when one must take a position that is, that is neither safe politically or popular but one that must be made because conscience tells them it is right. The Christian's conscience is to be disciplined by God's word. It is to be sanctified by God's word. Safe or unsafe, we are to say exactly what God says and not compromise it. For those who have ears to hear, a, a true ecclesia is being called upon now to make a stand in our times. Perhaps the greatest stand that has ever been made in our times. There is a pull from heaven right now on the Holy Spirit and his preparation of the kingdom of God ecclesias to make a stand and not compromise. Holy Spirit has been preparing for this for a couple of decades now, and he has, he has prepared his remnant very, very well to make that stand. And now there is a resounding call coming forth from, from heaven, and I can feel it deep inside of me. It's building. 
It, it, is, it is building up every day. It just seems to boil inside of me, and I feel pressed in my spirit to issue heaven's call to mobilize, heaven's call to act, heaven's call to now engage in the battle. I heard Holy Spirit, I, I heard the Lord say so clearly just a couple of weeks ago, for the ecclesia to rule and reign as intended on the earth, it must partner with the Holy Spirit, letting him lead. And then he added the line, it is not an option. The ecclesia, as most of you know, but thousands that are watching right now may not know, the ecclesia is the Greek word for the word church that is used 113 times in the New Testament. When you see the word church in the New Testament, it may be translated church in English, but it is the Greek word ecclesia. Jesus used that word on purpose to describe exactly what he meant by the word church. And he is the only one that has the right to define it. We cannot allow the world to define it. We certainly cannot allow the media to define it. We cannot allow government to define us. We cannot allow the education system to define us. Only King Jesus has the right to define us. When you see the word church, it is the word ecclesia. And ecclesia in Jesus' day meant a spiritual governing body that affects the natural kingdoms on the earth. And we cannot think that Jesus didn't understand the meaning. He most certainly did. In Christ's day, Ecclesia meant a voting body that decided societal and cultural values on the earth. It was the primary call on an ecclesia to set cultural values or societal values. And anyone who was of age could come out and be part of the ecclesia that voted always by upraised hand nothing done in secret. It was also a voting body that decided who sat at the Areopagos, which compares to the Supreme Court of our, our day. Who was to sit as judges at, at the Areopagos? We are to decide who sits as judges on the Supreme Court. Yes, Jesus did say that. It is also the voting body that decides on laws or any change to laws. And there's mountains of evidence on what an ecclesia is if you want to look. It's, it's easy to find. The ecclesia is also designed to extend the kingdom of God all over planet Earth. It is to stand for Christ's principles and teach those principles without any compromise. It is also to prevail over the gates of hell, meaning the authority of hell. Gates in scripture simply refer to 
authority and government. So the government of hell that attempts to influence the world's natural government through vain philosophies and vain deceit, evil doctrines, and antichrist laws, statutes, or teachings is to be overcome by Christ's ecclesia. The word vain there is kainos, and it means empty, or it means hollow, or it means aimless or powerless, and it means empty or void of moral values. Hell attempts to influence the world's governments through empty, hollow, aimless, powerless philosophies or doctrines that are void or empty of moral value. And that is seen on our earth right now. The ecclesia is to challenge that and overcome it. The true ecclesia, the true church, then, is to be an engaged church. Yes, engaged in spiritual matters, of course. Yes, in worship of King Jesus. Yes, in teaching the Word of God. But also, yes, in discipling nations, just as Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19. Not just disciple people, disciple nations. Now, we must embrace that assignment, and we need to do it right now. Because in many ways, our nation and our very way of life depends upon us embracing that assignment. Because clearly, demon doctrine is prevalent in our land. An antichrist culture is now being actively promoted. Christians are being persecuted. Christian values are being vilified. Bibles are now being burned in some of the protests, not just flags being burned. Now in Portland, they are, they are burning Bibles. The church is described by some politicians, mayors, governors, congressmen and women, senators, as non-essential. The war against Christ's kingdom and its ecclesia is real, and it is intensifying. There is a part of the far left and it's admittedly now satanic uh, way of thinking. It has embraced satanic thinking. Just this past week, they were bragging on it. And at one of their recent rallies, they, they actually raffled off a free abortion. These, the, world, the, the leaders of this particular movement actually admitted that abortion is sacrifice to Baal, but they're fine with that because they worship Baal. So life doesn't really matter to them. Also this past week, a woman that was protesting in front of an abortion clinic wrote in chalk in front of that 
abortion clinic. Black Babies' Lives Matter. This caused a, such a ruckus that she, she was arrested. You must ask the question then, why? Don't black babies' lives matter? What's the deal here? She was arrested. The thinking of the so-called progressives is suffering from moral dementia. And now Biden says he is going to take, take taxpayer money to promote even more abortions. That would be our money, my money, your money. More brilliance on display. The blind, leading the blind, is seen today just as Jesus said in Matthew 15 and verse 14. And he said, they're all going to fall into the ditch. And ditch is Bethumas, and it means the pit. Clearly, demon doctrine is seen. But we are not without hope, and we are not without strength. Far from it, not even close. We have everything we need to prevail, and we've been prepared for it. We have what we need to overcome. We have everything needed to win, to turn this nation around, and to turn our world around. And I believe the glorious ecclesia is rising, just as God's word says, to overcome hell's influence on our land. But to do that, we must, and it is required, we must do it God's way. We cannot be involved in the emotional side of it. We must be involved in the spiritual side of it. We must follow the patterns of the scripture. We've got to follow God's word. We've got to follow the principles of new Christianity because this nominal, pablum, shallow, humanistic, so-called Christianity promoted by scared leaders is not going to work. It is, in fact, a part of the problem, and I would say it is even most of the problem. Where in the book does it say that we are to run from our adversaries? Where in the book does it say we are to be silent? In this prophetic year of the voice, how can we be silent? Where in the book does it say we must bow our knees to anyone except God? Where in the book are we told to fear or cower down to the challenge to our faith? Never and never one time. Ecclesia by definition is a raising of the voice. By definition, it is a visible, visible stand without compromise. By definition, it's strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. By definition, 
It's, it rises up in faith for such a time as this. Our faith is being challenged by an in-your-face attack of hell right now. Our faith is being challenged by an attack of hell as to whether we are real Christians rather than religious pacifists who are trembling in fear by loudmouthed anarchists. We're being challenged to identify and stand for what we believe. And there is a remnant, there is a remnant that has heard the defiance long enough. They have heard good called evil long enough. We have heard evil called good long enough. There's a, a remnant that is going now to rise up and do it God's way. There's a, there's a remnant who are hearing words like Moses declared. Who's on the Lord's side? There, there's a remnant agreeing with the words like Elijah declared. We are not submitting to Baal, Jezebel. We won't do it. We will not bow our knee to Baal. We'll let the God who answers by fire be God. There's a remnant that are hearing the apostles and the prophets' declaration of, behold, their threatenings and grant us boldness to stand, giving us signs, wonders, and miracles in the name of Jesus and giving us boldness to speak your words without compromise. There's a, a rising remnant, a true ecclesia that will not halt between two opinions. If Baal's God, then serve him. If Jehovah's God then let's serve him. Let's find out. Let, let's find out. Let's just find out who the real God is. Let's find out if he's a figure of our imagination or not. Jesus said, hell's government will not prevail against my church. Let's find out if he can back that up or not. Let's just find out. I'm supremely confident that he can, but, but let's just find out. God said, I'll watch over my word to perform it. Well, let's find out. Let's find out if he's got what it takes to watch over his word to perform it. Let's find out if hell can beat our God. Let's just go ahead and find out. Let's find out if Lucifer's smarter than our God is. I, for one, would like to find out, and I'm not worried. Let's find out if God can always cause us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Let's just find out. I'm supremely confident that he is. Let's find out if the name of Jesus is greater than any other name. Let's answer the challenge of that reprobate cherub and his kingdom, and let's find out whose name is greater. Let's find out if there's still power in the name of Jesus. I'm not of doubtful mind. I'm not intimidated. Let's find out.
Let's find out if there's still power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Let's cross hell's line and let's cross hell's line in the sand and let's just find out if he's got any power or not. Let's find out if the cross provides awesome, complete, deliverance, spirit, soul, or body. Why not, why not say to hell or evil or vain philosophies, all right, you keep picking the fight, you keep throwing it in our face, let's find out if we're non-essential. Let's just find out if we don't have any power or not. Let's find out if we're no longer relevant to today's proceeding. Let's find out whether our God will stand for us or not. Let's just find out. That's, I mean, who's on the Lord's side? Who's on the Lord's side in this nation? Who's on the Lord's side in this world? Are we wimps or are we warriors? Are we heirs of God or are we still slaves in bondage? To, to the powers of hell. Who's on the Lord's side? Whose side are you on? It's time to settle it. As far as I'm concerned, that's what I'm feeling. It is time to settle this. It's time to settle the question once and for all. Am I a real Christian or am I a Christian in name only? Am I a spineless spiritual wimp or am I a Holy Ghost-filled warrior who believes I'm anointed to prevail against anything hell throws my way? Am I a compromising wimp or am I a warrior that believes greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? Am I a warrior who can stand or am I a wimp that finds a place to run and hide? Which one am I? Let's find out. Are you a religious compromiser or are you a real believer? Are you a humanist? Are you a pacifist? Are you a socialist? Are you a communist? Are you a fascist? Or are you a Christian who stands for what God says? Are you a Christian who stands for his codes of conduct? Are you a Christian who stands for his ways? A Christian who stands for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as is our rights in his kingdom and as is our rights in our nation. Whose side are you on? Come on, let's find out. Let's just find out. Is Christianity essential or is it non-essential? Let's find out. What say ye? It's time to settle some things. Can you tell I'm, I'm, I'm getting fed up with the waffling in the leadership of the church and the waffling of nominal Christians that don't seem to know how powerful our God is or have forgotten it? I am fed up with this pablum Christianity. We're not going to win that way. We're going to lose, and we're going to lose big. And it's time for the warriors to stand up 
and, and say pretty much what Gideon's 300 said to 15,000. You wimps go home. We're about to take this thing over and we're not going to run away. We will look hell in the face. We'll look demons in the eye and we will declare the greater one is in us. We do have authority and we're not going to run in fear and intimidation any longer and we're certainly not going to be quiet anymore. It's time to settle the, the question. It's time to choose ye this day who you serve. There's a righteous remnant that is now rising that I believe has made their choice. I believe they're coming to the, the conclusion on some things. And they are concluding, you know what? I'm on the Lord's side. And they're tired of being pushed. There's a sleeping giant that is now waking up. I saw a cartoon of a mouse that had a big hat pin that was sneaking up behind a sleeping lion to jab it in the behind. He found out it wasn't a good idea. There's a sleeping giant that is about to rise up and this world is going to find out just who our God is. Not because, not because we want to fight, but because we must fight. Because as Dr. King said, there comes a time when our conscience demands it. If that conscience is set to the word of God. And Holy Spirit is preparing that righteous remnant to make a stand, I believe the greatest stand for Christ's kingdom that has ever been made. And he's reminding us, get back to the basics. Do it in, in the time-proven ways that I've shown you in my word. Understand clearly the boot camp principles of spiritual warfare and how to win. Understand Understand your weapons. Understand your number one weapon. Understand the greatest resource I've given to you. Understand Holy Spirit is with you and he is in you. Understand that you are Holy Spirit dependent, but understand he is the most dependable being on the planet. And he and his kingdom and his angels are dependable. Count on it. Count on it. He will always give you the advantage. Count on it. No matter the odds, he will always, you will always have the advantage. Count on it. Count on it. If you're on his side, he will pour anointing to prevail all over you. Count on it. He will empower you supernaturally to win. Count on it. He will activate explosive power against your enemies. Count on it. He will activate miracles. Count on it. He will, he will pray spirit language. In spirit language, nothing impossible language. He will, he will pray nothing impossible prayers. Count on it. Remember a couple of weeks ago, when we taught on praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues, 
Praying in the Spirit as Holy Spirit gives us the ability is described as nothing's impossible language. Why? Because there's no particle of negation in it. It never turns negative. It never does. Holy Spirit prays God's kingdom government that is restored to us. It's restored at Pentecost. Spirit language is restored and he prays ruling prayers. He prays ruling and reigning prayers. He prays prayers of authority through us. He, he decrees what Jesus is saying in spirit language. Count, count on it. Praying in the spirit. Pray in the spirit and he will pray Christ's will onto the earth. Count on it. Pray in the spirit. He will, he will help you pray victory prayers. Count on it. I heard the Lord say, for the ecclesia to see the world change, to rule and to reign as intended, it must partner with the Holy Spirit, letting him lead, and it is not an option. He also said this, I will now reintroduce Holy Spirit to the world. He will now function in visible leadership of my ecclesia and release explosive power throughout my kingdom. That is a word that has been occupying my spirit for a couple of weeks now. I can't get away from it. I've pondered it over and over. Holy Spirit is now going to be introduced to this world in new ways or we could say in different ways. He will be reintroduced in some ways, but he will be introduced in some other new ways. Now, I'm not sure all that means, but it certainly points to an increased role of the Holy Spirit in our times in an increasing and very visible way, very powerful way, in an increasingly manifestly real way, Holy Spirit is rising with Christ's kingdom, his kingdom's ecclesias. He's rising with that or within that. Please see the ecclesia hubs diff are different than most of the church that is seen today. It's very different. It's going to be true church done differently because ecclesia hubs are Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit led regional resource centers. That's why we're doing the Friday nights, re regional hubs. They are regional resource centers. They are rapid response centers and they are regional resource and rapid response hubs for angel armies, angel armies on earth. And I believe Holy Spirit, at least a part of how we will be introduced, Holy Spirit is now being reintroduced to this world as Lord Sabaoth. Lord Sabaoth 
is one of his names, and it means the Lord of angel armies. I believe he is about to be reintroduced to this world as Lord Sabaoth, the commander of angel armies. Holy Spirit is the chief operating officer of the kingdom of God. He is also the commander of the remnant ecclesia that he is now calling forth to engage the Antichrist activity. He is the commander of the remnant ecclesia's army and he is also commander of the angel armies. He is Lord Sabaoth. He is also the other self of Christ, the captain of the Lord's hosts. There is something about Holy Spirit leading apostolic and, and, and prophetic hubs that is now going to go to a different level. I believe something significant in that is going to happen this weekend at the Ecclesia Hub. But something about his leadership in, in those hubs is now going to go to a far higher level. And I believe that's why the aggression of hell is, is attacking the church so, so hard. It is frantic concerning what's happening right now. Because while hell doesn't, it doesn't understand, it doesn't understand everything going on, it does or can see, it's certainly picked up on, the millions and millions of angels in the various divisions of angels that have now moved towards earth and now are basing themselves in those ecclesia hubs, places just like this. And that has never happened before. Not like this. It never has. Why? Because, and, and, and hell's fighting it. Because it's unnerved. We shouldn't be the ones unnerved. He's the one that's unnerved. We ought to not be running from him. He ought to be running from us. Aren't we to resist him and he flee from us? Where do we back this thing up at? Running from demons is demon doctrine. But, but the hell's unnerved, but its, its efforts is futile because an engagement of battle is now beginning. And you will see it escalate now and throughout this fall and throughout the end of this, this uh, year because there is a harvest at stake and God's going to have it. He has declared it and he's going to have his harvest. There is an engagement in battle that is beginning and it is not man-led. It, it is Holy Spirit-led. Because ecclesia hubs, by definition, are not man-led. No, they are Holy Spirit-led through apostles, through prophets, through pastors, teachers, through pa uh, evangelists. It's through them, but he leads it to be a true New, New Testament, New Era Pentecost, to be a true ecclesia hub, Holy Spirit 
has to be the leader. It's not an option. He cannot be a figurehead of history. He was not in the book of Acts and he cannot be today. He must have preeminence among us. He, he, he must be the predominant strategist. He must help us govern. If we're going to see the government of God on earth, he is going to have to lead that. He must help us rule and reign. He must help us disciple nations. And he knows how. He must reach the pending harvest. He must help us pray prayers of governing intercession. He must reveal decrees of, of the kingdom of God that are pertinent to our times. It is not an option if we're going to succeed. And so we are being called to both make a stand, not submitting to the world, not submitting to any fear, but we are called to stand and submit to Holy Spirit and whatever he wants, whenever he wants it, and however he wants to do it. And our man-made understanding of what church is has got to shift to whatever you want, however you want it. Because this one, you can't win. We can't win any other way. The Lord said it's not an option. So I'm seeing that what is about to happen is Holy Spirit is going to be reintroduced on this planet in the most powerful way that has ever, that he's ever been introduced before. And it will be, he will be introduced in far greater power than what he was introduced or how he was introduced on the day of Pentecost. See, the stage is set for the power activation of the ecclesia led by the Holy Ghost to begin to answer the defilement. And the ecclesia members such as yourself have to make a choice. Whose side am I on? Whose side am I on? Am I willing to stand and run with him? Or am I going to be a nominal Christian and bury my head? What kind of Christian am I going to be? The die is cast. In some ways, we have been led, we have been led by extreme situations to a decision time. Who's on the Lord's side? Whose word matters? His or what you hear on the news? Whose word matters? His word or what demon doctrine is saying? Whose will matters on the planet. And I have such a hope inside of me that spiritual governors, spiritual men and women, spiritual heirs of God are about to rise and make a stand. Just as I said earlier, Elijah made a stand and said, Jezebel, we will not bow to your Baal prophets. Just as a people dared leave slavery with, with Moses and say, I'm on the Lord's side. 
just as Gideon's men said, you will no longer steal our heritage. We will attack you and we will win. I believe there's an aggression starting to rise. And we can't be wimps. We got to be warriors. I, for one, choose the warrior side. It's just in me. But everywhere I go, I didn't preach this last week, but where I preached in Wichita, I don't know how many people come up and say, you know what, I just, I just want to fight. I'm like, well, good, you're a good Christian. <laughs> Fighting hell is a good thing. Singers, come, but we're going to play Rachel's song, and we're going to pray, and we're going to fight for a while in prayer today. And I left time to do this. I want you to somehow get hold of this, which is not in really teaching today. It was, I'm trying to inspire you to take spiritual warfare to a level that I believe has to be, we have to take things true. There's just some times when you have to. Like Dr. King said, there comes a point when we can't stay safe politically. We have. We have to make a stand because conscience demands it. We're in one of those times. Those of you that are watching, it's the same. It's the same. Let an inspiration of the Holy Spirit rise, the pull from here arise to go to battle today. So I want to pray some things and I want to activate some things in the body of Christ. But as this song plays, you know how how it goes. I want you to begin to set yourself during the song and I want you to begin to pray for America and I want you to pray against what we are seeing happen and I want you to make a decision somewhere in this song as to where you stand. Silent no more, making our stand. Throughout this fall now, we have to get very, very aggressive. I think you know that but some things just have to be said. So let's uh, go ahead and play the music and let's set our hearts now. Let's pray some things. streets of East L.A. Heal this nation, oh God, we pray. Liberty, freedom, truth, we call this nation back to you, your day. Is to be alive, no walls of hatred to dim. 
Revive! 